I don't think we even had one of the 10 essentials. Do you? Water. We had water. So we were in the middle of what I would consider the Ecuadorian forest, jungle. No, it's not a jungle. Forest, river. Rainforest. Rainforest. By ourselves, a bit lost, and I just may have started to cry. The tears started to flow as much as the waterfall waterfall was coming down off the river. You're talking big now, but you were I, you were also a little bit concerned. You were. Yes. Admit it. I was. You were. You were. And we thought me throwing up overboard due to seasickness on the Galapagos Islands was going to be the worst of the trip. Yeah. This actually ended up not to be that bad, but for a good 40 minutes, well, the whole thing was a little rough for me. Anyway, okay. Welcome back. Hashtag 59 podcast. Jill G. Dramatic as always. And Mike R. here. Uh, We are back with Switchbacks and Sandwiches, part two of our Ecuador series within a series within a series. And today we're doing mainland Ecuador, and we're going straight to Cotopaxi National Park, where we encountered uh, a little bit of a snafu on our beautiful waterfall hike. So for those that are listening that have hiked in South America, and I know I'm generalizing, which is not a good idea, but every hike I've been on here has been so much harder than is advertised, that's talked about. And I'm always a slow hiker. Everybody that hikes with me knows I'm a pretty slow hiker. But it really, I mean, it put Mike in the back of the pack a decent amount. The, the, the pace is faster, the elevation is higher, and the trails are less maintained and more rugged. Yes. So obviously, I've been having a great time. I actually have been having a great time. So we stayed at the Cotopaxi Secret Garden Hostel which is really not by much. It's outside Manchichi. Yep, about an hour hour outside. Of, I mean, it's it's by nothing but Cotopaxi National Park. Yes. And, and that volcano just... It's beautiful. It really is. We have so many friends that are so mesmerized by Rainier, and it kind of had that same vibe, except we were much, much closer in, in staying at yeah. the hostel. So included in the uh, Cotopaxi... Hostel package that we got was a waterfall hike. and Which, you guys, doesn't that sound like a waterfall hike? Doesn't that... Oh, it's also... It was graded as easy, I believe. Yeah. But it's South America. Yeah. So, the afternoon that you arrive, I guess any day, you have the ability to go, and they start around 2 or 2.30, to go on this waterfall hike. Mike thinks it was two miles out and two miles back. I thought they said a mile out and a mile back. Regardless, um... We started out on a feverish pace. There's probably like 12 people, 15 people, a couple of guys and a couple of really cute dogs that I don't know how they were doing it, but they have you um, put on these rubber boots. rubber boots before you go instead of your hiking shoes, um, which I guess I assumed it would be muddy, but we ended up hiking literally up the river, like in the river. Um and then doing quite a bit of scrambling, I of, felt like. A lot right? of nice bouldering. Just kind of around the curves, and then you kind of cross back and forth. Put it this way, my arms were super sore the next day. Like, you're pulling yourself up, 
and maneuvering around. Again, I'm being kind of dramatic about it. But we went, um, finally made it to what all of a sudden they said was the first waterfall. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then we climbed up this huge ridge. And they kind of indicated that at that point was a split. Like there was going to be a trail to go back to the hostel from there. Or we could move on to the second waterfall. And we went a little ways. And finally, I was just like, I I think I'm going to get hurt. It was slick. It was very slick. And, you know, we're kind of out, not in a familiar area. So I just was concerned that I was just not up to it. So I said, I'm going to stay here. And Mike went a little further. Um, just about to the second waterfall. We say. found out later. We thought it was another like 20 minutes or something. One of the guides said 20 minutes. But then later, one of the girls said it was like two minutes around the corner. Um, but so we went back. But then immediately we found ourselves like by ourselves. And it was kind of rainy and misty because it was the afternoon. And all of a sudden it started to thunder. And then the thunder of tears came <laughs> with the thunder in nature. Well, you, I just kept thinking in my head, we are always really prepared hikers. Like we make sure we have the 10 essentials. We have a safety kit we take everywhere. We make sure we know where we're going. You know, we had just arrived that day, like two hours beforehand. Nobody even knew us. I was like, is anybody even going to know we're missing? Yeah. Well, so anyway, I think one of the rules, I took a survival class once at REI. And I think rule number one is like, don't panic. Sit down and look at your surroundings. I definitely panicked. You definitely panicked. Yeah. So. Great hike. Yeah, you should great. totally go do it, it, actually, everyone. It yeah. actually was really cool. And we've met a decent amount of friends and told them about this podcast. So I'm kind of nervous that one of them is going to listen to it. and Because we didn't. I wasn't this dramatic about it in front of them. No. No. But so we waited for like 15 minutes. No, we waited more than that. 30 minutes felt like felt longer than 15, but it was about 15. I think it was 30. And then we were like, okay, let's just start going back. Um, and there was this kind of narrow muddy trail along the river. We kept, we made sure that we kept the river to our right and we'd hiked maybe 40 minutes back and there was kind of an opening into a field and Mike walked all the way out into the field and couldn't really see anything. We saw a farmhouse, like which saw, was probably I saw several, really far several away. Several farmhouses, and then right, and he crossed back from the field back to the trail. And when he got there, the two dogs that were with us came around the corner, and I thought, "Oh my god, we've been found!" And so I was so excited that the group had kind of caught back up with us, and we were actually really close to the hostel, just kind of buried in the woods. Incredible hike, probably, uh, probably would have been. A better story with a sandwich. Yeah, I would say an 8 out of a 10 hike. I would say a 12 out of a 10 drama. Yeah, maybe it was because we hadn't packed a sandwich. We didn't even have a snack with us. I know. Oh, so unprepared. So the next day, I went, and for those of you unfamiliar, Cotopaxi National Park is about a 90-minute drive from Quito, Ecuador, the capital of Ecuador. Super accessible, super easy to get to. Actually, like you, you compared it to Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. It is uh, just like Rainier is in such close proximity to Seattle. Rocky Mountain is in such close proximity to Denver. Cotopaxi National Park is Ecuador's national park that's pretty super easy to get to from a major city. My uh, 
new buddy Dan from Montana took us out on the Pasachoa Summit trek. This won't be a surprise, but I stayed back and read my book on yeah, we, day two. After, after uh, the, tears, the tears of the waterfall flowing down Jill's cheeks, we left her mm-hmm. back at the hostel for a day of relaxation <laughs> and R&R. Mm-hmm. A beautiful hike goes through the high Andy grass plains. We saw the top of the second waterfall. It, Dan set a pace. I saw you guys leaving, and you he, were. You he were said off. we. He said we could have gotten done in seven hours. We got done in four hours and fifty-five minutes. The average group. So it was a thirteen k round trip. We started at eleven thousand feet in elevation and went to fourteen thousand feet in just a shade over two and a half miles. So <clears throat> we were moving, friends. I couldn't breathe. You said there was a lot of different terrain, too. Yeah. It was a gorgeous hike. Probably one of the 20 best day hikes I've ever done in my life. And what's cool about this is a lot of it, uh, Pasachoa used to be as high as Cotopaxi Volcano. And for the last 100,000 years, this shout out to Dan for sharing this info. For the last 100,000 years, it has decreased by a centimeter. So it's gone down by a thousand meters over the last hundred hundred years or hundred thousand years, which now makes it about thirty three hundred feet lower than it used to be, which would have put it up near closer to the summit of Cotopaxi. I'm not going to check that math, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So we got to the top. Uh, interesting, fun fact: uh, our group. There was uh, about nine of us. You could go with the guides, and they were included in the stay at the hostel, as we said. We had people from the United States, Canada, Mexico, Ecuador, Chile, Spain, France, and Germany on the hike. Yeah. So that was that was kind of fun to be at the summit. We also had four pooches, and I had a egg salad sandwich made by the lovely. Ecuadorian cooks from the Secret Garden Cotopaxi, egg salad with mayonnaise and dill, and a slice of cheddar cheese and a tomato slice. And I inhaled it. And side dish homemade banana bread. When you stay at the Cotopaxi Secret Garden, there is always unlimited banana bread out in bananas, both. But you said it was pretty delish on the top. It was great. And then we sprinted down. <laughs> and we're back by uh, one. one o'clock in the like afternoon. I was shocked that you guys were back that early. So, <clears throat> Secret Garden Cotopaxi, great place to go on some uh, hikes in the Andes. Just bring your running shoes. <laughs> it was great. It was a really, really unique place. I mean, great food, wonderful people, great community. Yeah, the hikes were <laughs> hard, but very... but scenic yeah. too very unique i felt like so then we then we shifted and we went to a mountain lodge i mean if there's i didn't think secret garden cotopaxi could be topped but it was by the uu lama mm-hmm. i mean this might have been like the my favorite lodging experience of my entire life so i i guess it's classified as a hostel but it was like a boutique it seemed like like a boutique mountain lodge Maybe it's an eco mountain lodge, they say. It's basically for backpackers and hikers that are going um, along the the Quilatoa. 
Q-Loatoa. Hmm. I messed it. I messed you up now, didn't I? Yeah. Kilatoa. It's a loop. Kilatoa loop. Something like that. We'll put it in the show notes. Q-U-I-L-O-A-T-O-A. <laughs> most people that are staying there um, have hikes there for the most part. Yes. And it is in the town of Issenlivy, mm-hmm. which we rode on dirt roads for probably a good hour, hour and 15 minutes. To get to this small farming community, I mean, this was way off the beaten path. It wasn't. It was not close to anything. But again, uh, even the way there, I have never been anywhere that had rolling hills. And I guess I shouldn't say hills, mountains um, that were as impressive. And it's all farming in that area. So um, it's just stunning. It really was stunning. stunning. We were greeted by Baloo, this sweetie pie, St. Bernard who is the resident pooch who lives at yeah. the lodge. And our first day hiking there, we went to a cheese factory. Yes. So obviously this is my pick. And this, the Yoyoyama, the lodge itself, has a ton of day hike options. And they give you really specific, like, printed out directions, um, which most consist of walk down this road, take a left, um, then and you'll start, start to walk up a hill. <laughs> a really big hill for a really long time. Uh, so we started, we ended up taking a wrong turn, which was totally on us. Um, it, it was, we weren't looking for the turn as quickly as it came about. So we ended up kind of for about 40 minutes wandering through, I guess, farmland. We yeah. saw a number of farmers, uh, cows, sheep, sheep um, until we realized that this didn't seem right. So we turned around, but that was also really beautiful. Actually. It was great. Once I realized we'd taken a wrong turn, of course I was nervous just because I realized we were probably on people's private property. We're sandwich Um, experts here, not switchback experts. Exactly. So we went back, we double backed, we found our, the, where we missed the turn. And from there on, it was basically just straight up a hill for two miles, 2000 feet elevation gain, two miles, According to the UU Lama, easy, 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 hike. Four, easy hike, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. We did get there without our detour in about an hour. Yeah, probably. And we were greeted by the wonderful I don't know Magilla her. Hernandez. Okay, I couldn't remember her name. And they were just the sweetest people. So basically it's their farm. Yep. And they make cheese. So cheese factory has been in their family for 45 years. And um, if you want to, you can pay a small fee and watch the process and then taste some cheese. And it was it was great. The best part was she dressed me head to toe just like so it was her and in we the believe de- it was one of her sons. We believe it was her son because in the description it says it's a family business and that her her children help her. Um, but just the two of them were making cheese and they had on these white coats embroidered with the business on it. Queso San Antonio. And of course hairnets and stuff. And they brought me out the same outfit. So I got to wear the jacket and it's like they knew I was the cheese eater out of the two of us. I guess. Or like didn't give Mike anything. Didn't give me anything. We didn't, re- you know... Since you don't know any Spanish, no, I was the one talking to her. Yeah. I didn't try to pry in as to why you were getting the right. VIP gear and I wasn't, but... But they were sweet. And you looked good in it. And Thank she you. was so excited that you were there. She was. We took a lot of pictures. They took pictures. Um, Just the two of them. This was a pri- It was a private photo shoot for a little yeah, while with the two of it them. It was. I liked it. And I mean, 
The cheese was amazing. Cheese was amazing. She made a little honey vinegar for us to go on her queso fresca that was they had made yesterday. The day before. I tell you what, that process was no joke. Like, it, not only is it, of course, really hard work because it's, you know, handmade cheese, but they didn't let any of it go to waste. It was super clean. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was really cool experience. Again, nestled in the hills of Insulivi. Yeah. Um, then, so we that, roll, then we rolled 2,000 feet down. Pretty much. Back the dirt paths. There was a few dogs, you know, farm dogs on the way up, so I was really nervous on the whole way down, but we made it. Um, and then that cheese that they make there, of course, is used at the lodge. And on. we had one of the best sandwiches ever, right? Ever. ever. What was it? It, it, was bre- it was toasted bread. It was, of course, the queso fresca, tomatoes. Fried egg. Fried egg, uh, caramelized onion. That might have been it. Yeah, that was it. And then a uh, and then a, so- a homemade sauce. It was so good. I, the llama's food was top notch. So was Secret Garden. Yeah. Uh, but this sandwich specifically, since it's a sandwich podcast that we're doing on here. Wait, say it again. With a sw- say it again. No, I always say it's a sandwich podcast. It's a it's a sandwich themed hiking podcast. Yes, that's right. It was unbelievable. And then we took a to go sandwich that you can take. When they had you, like yeah, like box lunches, and we took that on a hike today. Mm-hmm. We're recording this from Quito, Ecuador, right now, and that sandwich was for not you know you're not toasting it right there, not fresh, like yeah. it's made that morning. And then we took it. That ate was it several avocado, hours later. cucumber. Mm-hmm. That was super good too. Yeah. So the sandwich game in the llama. I think the llama sandwich. It was like the Lulu llama sandwich or something. I have to look. I took a picture of it. Uh, was the best sandwich we've had this season. Yes, right? I agree. Of course, naturally, we didn't make it. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> that's true, we didn't. Um, yeah, so then our last hike that we were going to talk about was what we took the box lunch on today. Yeah, which was uh, the Laguna Kilotoa. Kilotoa Crater. Yeah, which uh, for American or United States National Park enthusiasts, think Crater Lake. That yeah. would be the easiest. It's not exactly. It was a little larger, and it was, you know, not as blue. That's one of the pieces. Today, though, really... sometimes it is super blue. Well, I know blue. in the pictures it really was, but today it was more green. I think because of the emerald. time of year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, regardless, it was really cool. So this this can be done on a day trip from Quito, uh, Ecuador. They take bus out there, but really if you do that, you're only going to get to take a photo well, we guess. We don't really know. But it's at least three and a half hours yeah. from Quito. So we got there early, and I did the hike to the bottom of the lake, and then Where back you start, out. though? So you start at the top, obviously, but when you drive in and you're at the Kilatoa Crater, you're at a little over 12,000 feet already. You're at 12,700. Okay. Yeah, so you're yeah. almost at 13,000 feet. Once again, like, everything's... Hikes are harder in South yeah. America. yeah. But Mike, like a beast, uh, really nailed it. It You were done in like an hour 15 or hour 20. Yeah. I was panting, though, on the way up. Uh, it never tw- really said how long it was, though, did it? It was, uh, it was, it was 1.2 miles, okay. like 1.9 kilometers, and 1,200 feet drop in elevation. So on the way back up, 1,200 ascent. 
and there was just some patches. And you're also walking it between 11,500 11, feet and 12,700 feet. It was just a staircase. It was a staircase well, it without... it wasn't a staircase. It was actually... It was a sandy... Yeah. Yeah. But it was really well maintained. Pretty good. It was pretty good maintained. Yeah. The bottom was gorgeous, though. The way in which the mountains are carving in with the water, it, it's really a must-see, I think, if you're near the Quito area. There's a lot of nice things, too. Like, when you're down there, you can rent a canoe, or I saw there's boats. So, you know, you could make an entire day of... of being in the crater and for those that don't want to uh see test out if they're going to get a uh altitude sickness you can rent a mule from a local ecuadorian and ride a mule back up to the top (laughs) or if you get too low or if you get stuck they might be there for emergency situations which give them a couple bucks and uh, they'll get you back to the top but if you don't mike had hiked down into the crater but there's also a path that goes all the way around the rim and they call it the con the condor hike it's about six miles well yeah i was gonna say about five but yeah super strenuous as you saw it goes it is not a flat like don't think grand canyon uh rim paved flat this thing goes up and down the jagged edges of the mountain that cave into the lagoon yeah so we we had actually talked about doing that we changed up our itinerary a little bit but there we were going to do kind of a day trip there from the hostel but ended up uh doing this trek on the way back to keto it was part of the reason i didn't go all the way down because at that elevation it just would have, I mean, I'm sure I can do it. It just takes me a lot longer yeah. to get back up. So it was, it was tough. It was tough breathing, but, uh, the, the whole it's, that is kind of like the end point of the, the loop that you can start in is and Livy. We met, uh, we met, uh, several people no, going on yeah. the loop, on the loop. Uh, one that was going to be there that day, he's been backpacking in Ecuador for several months and a couple yeah. other uh, Ohio Ohio yeah. gents yeah that were out there so. in fact today because they had left the day before we had breakfast with them before the first day of kind of their big long hike and we thought maybe we would see them there yeah. today which would have been super neat but uh, we did not run into them but it can be turned into a five or six day l- trek and loop leave, starting or ending at Laguna Kilotoa uh, and you can stay at these different hostels in these different small towns in farming, high elevation Andes communities in Ecuador along the way. So it's a, I think it's a super neat experience. Yeah. I think just staying in there was a neat experience. I think that the um, that long trek that you're talking about, that multi-day trek, is definitely um, – unique in its own right the people that had been on a couple legs of it you know uh one couple that we met said that they came across a couple of bulls yeah and had to kind of really navigate around that there's a lot of dogs um so making sure that you stay safe that way and then a couple others said they took a wrong turn for a bit and had to kind of backtrack so i think that it's an adventure i think if you want to do it it's like going to be a really unique experience yes so overall, I mean, I think we crammed in about as much hiking as we could in mainland Ecuador for our week that we were spending here. Yeah. Getting on a plane tomorrow, going to Costa Rica. We're going to be back next episode with another 
Costa Rica National Park episode. Yeah. And then we're kind of closing this season down. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Any parting words, Jill G? No, it's just that I Pack your 10 essentials. Pack always. That's why you have them. Pack your 10 essentials. Do not panic. You know you'll be just fine. And if if you really call our friend Christian at the UU Llama and try to get that recipe for that sandwich. Oh, it's good. So good. Uh, Thanks for listening, friends. This is the Hashtag 59 Podcast, Season 4, Switchbacks and Sandwiches. Leave us a review if you like the podcast. If you don't, don't leave us a review, naturally. Uh, But if you really do like it, subscribe, leave us a review. We're grateful for that. It's how we can uh, be reached by more people. And if you have not checked out our website, it's hashtag the number five, the number nine dot com. We have blogs updated there every single month from several different writers from around the globe. The podcast episodes, our upcoming trash cleanup events, and our other wonderful offerings all related to outdoor adventure. From Ecuador, signing off. Ciao. Bye-bye.